All right, you guys, here we go. Episode number one. Probably should have some sort of intro for this thing, but you clicked on it. You know this is a podcast about ultras, so yeah, I'm still figuring all of this out. Before I dive in and share my story for today, I just want to give a quick shout out to everybody who downloaded and subscribed to the show even before I had any episodes up. Big high five. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I'm Megan Gould. This is She Runs Ultras episode number one. So this whole thing, this whole podcast started because of my underwear. (laughs) Yeah, weird. I know, right? I debated whether or not I should tell this story, but it's real. It happened. So I'm just going to share it. A couple of months ago, my husband and I were house sitting for my brother and sister-in-law and I was out on a walk and my underwear kept riding up. I know this, if this is TMI for you, then you probably should just opt out of this whole podcast right now because I'm bound to share way more weird stuff as we get into kind of the nitty gritty of training. But getting back to the story, this was a brand new pair of underwear. And when this kept happening, I knew there was only one reason why. It comes right down to me being out of shape. 2020 was a rough year for me, like so many of you guys. And when all of my races were canceled, I kind of just opted out of running altogether. So my running really dropped off. My overall level of caring about running also really dropped off. I stopped doing like strength training. Not only that, like my business dropped off and it was like a really rough year. I'm sure you guys can relate. So when my underwear kept riding up on this walk, it was like the straw that broke the camel's back and I knew it was time to get back in the game. So when I was trying to think of ways to keep myself accountable, I knew I already had, you know, like a Facebook page, I had Instagram, I have a private Facebook group, et cetera, et cetera. And I knew none of those were going to like really do the trick. I've even tried my hand at like a YouTube channel and that's just so much work when it comes to shooting and editing and all that jazz. So the one thing that I haven't tried yet is podcasting. So here we are. This is going to be kind of just like a big experiment. My goal is to get an episode out every week. Some will be short, some will be long, and it's just going to depend on what's going on in my life, my business, and my training each week. So that's kind of how this whole thing started. And in this episode, I want to share just a little bit of my history, my story around running, because I think it's really interesting to hear how everyone gets their start into running. So, and as we go in this series, some of this, like some of the stuff that I'm going to share with you will feed into the decisions that I make and you'll kind of get an idea of where I'm coming from with all of this. I've been an athlete all my life. I played soccer, gymnastics, and softball growing up and all the way through college. I actually played D2 um, softball for four years. So sports have always, 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 always been in my life. But I didn't take up running or lifting weights until after I graduated college. I mean, I I went to the gym in college, but I had no idea what I was was doing. Um, Like I'd lift a few random weights, I'd do some of the machines, and like that's it. And most of the time, those workouts were ones that I got out of magazines. I'm embarrassed to say, knowing what I know now, but that's all I had back then. Like there was no program for us. 
it's crazy to think that I was a college athlete and we had no formal program or instruction for like anything other than playing our sport. So no physical conditioning, no weight training, no nothing. We played, we practiced, that was it. Anything outside of that, we did unsupervised and kind of on our own time. So back then I spent um, a fair amount of time in the training room, which was like the physical therapy room. I played four years and we had only enough girls to play um, a full team. So we didn't have, we, we barely had any subs. So we practiced nearly every day of the week. And when we had games, they were double headers. So I would be playing four full seven inning games every weekend and then practicing, of course, on top of that during the week. So as you can imagine, my throwing arm was shot. I played second base. And right around this time, this is when my sciatic pain in my right hip started. So I'd be in the training room, like getting heat and electro stim and everything for my shoulder almost like every other day as I think back to it. And and it was just a band-aid. I mean, at the time I knew it wasn't getting any better, but back then I had no idea there was anything else. And knowing what I know now, I really should have just gotten some more professional help. But anyway, so I kind of skipped over that sciatic pain there for a second, but that literal pain in my ass has plagued me for a long, long time. And it has made my life miserable. But at the same time, it's the reason that I do what I do today and kind of like the, the whole reason I'm here now. So if you're not kind of familiar with sciatic pain, you're, first of all, you're super lucky. Consider yourself very, very lucky. But I often describe it as a lightning bolt of pain that travels up and down the back of my right leg. And for me, it happened kind of like when I overdid it, like when the muscles around that nerve were inflamed. So I just, you know, was doing too much running, too much weightlifting, too much practicing, too much, you know, playing softball. I had good days. I had bad days. Some days I had trouble getting dressed, um, standing up after being in the car for a long time, picking up heavy or sometimes even light things up off the floor was tricky, like all of that. And when I graduated, it sort of went away for a while, but not surprisingly, because I stopped practicing and playing for what seemed like 80 hours a week. There were times that I'd be on the ball field praying that nobody hit the ball to me because I was having an attack. Like I wasn't showing it, but I was in a lot of pain and I couldn't put pressure or push off of my right leg. But when I took up running, this whole sciatic pain came roaring back with a vengeance and it was here to stay. (laughs) My running started out as just a few miles here and there to keep active um, because my first real job out of college was producing events for a brand called Sobe, South Beach Beverage Company. It's owned by Pepsi. And that was like pretty hectic and at times like really stressful. I worked a lot and I traveled. I was on the road nearly, gosh, probably like 80% of my time. So when I had some downtime, I always took the opportunity to either run at the hotel gym or outdoors to kind of burn off some stress. Some days my hip would be fine and it would be okay to do that. And other days it was like a real challenge just to stay upright and functioning. And I kind of kept on like this for probably about three years until one day I went out for a run while I was 
back at home in Connecticut where I lived at the time. And I got back to my apartment. I laid down on my living room floor to do some stretching. And after about five minutes, I tried to get up and that's when my back seized up. (laughs) I quite literally could not get up off the floor. So what did I do? Well, I first and foremost, I panicked for a minute and um, luckily I had my cell phone close by and I just started calling all of my friends, mostly my work friends that I knew lived close by that could come and help me because I quite literally couldn't get up off the floor. So many of my friends that I called, they, it was, I think it was actually a holiday weekend. So they were out of town, but I did manage to get my friend Christy on the phone and I explained my story, told her what happened. And I hadn't even really like finished the story when I heard the phone go click. Like she literally hung up on me. And I remember being so mad at her because I was like, here I am suffering, struggling on the floor. I can't get up. And all I need for you to do is come help me. And what she did was hang up on me. But probably like less than a minute later, my phone rings and it's her. She calls me back. And before I can like get angry with her, she announces that she can't come and help me, but she's called her friend who's a chiropractor and he's on his way over to help get me up off the floor. So I was happy and also mortified at the same time. Now, one part of the story that I haven't shared is that I was in my sports bra and my running shorts, and I was probably like 25 feet away from my front door, and it was locked. (laughs) So I very gingerly kind of shimmied myself on my back up towards my front door, and I just so happened to have um, a broom near my front door that I used to flip the deadbolt <laughs> to let this guy in. Somebody, mind you, that I had never met before. So I managed to wriggle myself away from the door again so that he has enough room to get in. And he shows up about, I don't know, probably five or 10 minutes later. We both have a good laugh about it. He does a little quick assessment on me and eventually helps me to sit upright again. And God, I was so thankful. I thought for sure I was going to be stuck down there in pain for a long, long time. And that's really that whole event with the run and the back pain and the being stranded on my living room floor was what set me on the trajectory to just figure this shit out. Like I just could not imagine a world where I would have to live with this pain for the rest of my life. So I'll share a little bit more about that process over the course of this series. I don't want to like dump everything on you at once, but I'm happy to report that I've been totally pain-free for the last, gosh, probably like eight plus years now. And it wasn't easy and it involved a lot of trial and error, but I've got a pretty good system now with my run training so that I know how hard to push and, you know, when I really need to back off. 
In the next episode, I'll share how a challenge that my brother threw down started my love affair with long distance running. And I'll kind of talk about what races I've done up to this point and what my calendar looks like for 2021. Fingers crossed, you guys. But in the meantime, I want to know about you. How did you get into running? I'd love to hear your story. So you can email it to me at Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N at Megan-Gould, G-O-U-L-D.com. Or you can post about it on Instagram and tag me at findyourultra, all one word. Oh, one more thing. Something you should probably know about me is that I'm a little obsessed with house and techno music. And because of like copywriting and stuff, I'm probably not going to get to share any of my favorite stuff with you here. But I thought it'd be fun to end each episode with a little mini dance party to, you know, kind of brighten up your day. And mostly because trail running, ultras and dance parties just go hand in hand in hand. So thanks for joining me for this first episode. Enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon. Thank you.